According to a new study, fracking affects newborns. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Babies born within two miles of fracking sites have been found to be more likely than others to have low birth weights. This could have serious effects on their well-being for their entire lives. Researchers from Princeton, UCLA, and the University of Chicago conducted the analysis in Pennsylvania's Marcellus Shale Basin. The closer the fracking sites, the more significant the effect on birth weights. A statement from Princeton University said that babies born within about a half a mile of a fracking site are 25 percent more more at risk of low birth weights. That puts them at greater risk of infant mortality, ADHD, asthma, lower test scores, and lower lifetime earnings. Infants born to mothers living beyond two miles experience little to no impact to their health. The report published in the journal Science Advances examined 10 years of birth statistics covering more than a million newborns. The researchers compared infants born to mothers living at different distances from fracking sites both before and after it was initiated at a well. They also compared siblings who were exposed to the drilling method and those who were not. The study did not look at causes of the lower birth rates. One of the authors said that while it has been known pollution from hydraulic fracturing impacts health, They do not yet know where the pollution is coming from, the air, water, other chemicals on site, or an increase in traffic. However, she warned that local officials are faced with a difficult decision of whether to allow fracking in order to boost local economies despite health implications. The controversial practice of fracking has led to calls in some states, including Colorado and Texas, for setbacks of drilling from residential developments in order to protect public health. The Sierra Nevada mountains grew in height during the recent California drought. The cause of the rise is due to geophysics. The Earth's crust essentially sits on top of a semi-fluid layer. To envision this, the crust is like a cargo ship sitting in the water. When you unload it, the ship rises. And the same with the Earth's crust. NASA scientists used instruments to confirm that the Sierras grew about an inch in height when 45 billion tons of water was unloaded from them during the drought, just like unloaded loading a cargo ship. As Forbes magazine reports, the same phenomenon led to the sinking of the Earth's crust in the Houston area during Hurricane Harvey, as the weight from all the rain, almost 300 trillion pounds of water, caused the opposite of what happened in California. Scientists have found that a lot of soil is being eroded across the planet. Soil is not an infinite resource, and it's essential for producing food, animal feed, and growing fibers, in addition to cleaning and retaining water. Researchers from the University of Basel and the European Commission found that almost 36 billion tons of soil is lost every year due to water erosion and human causes such as deforestation. The greatest soil loss is in South America, which is likely due to the increased agriculture agricultural production on lands which used to be forested. The study also concluded that soil erosion can be reduced by conservation practices. While not mentioned in the report, those practices include using cover crops and no-till farming which can hold soils in place and reduce wind and water erosion. There were a number of developments about climate change involving the Trump administration. A federal appellate court in San Francisco heard arguments last week by government lawyers asking that a lawsuit brought by children should be thrown out and not go to trial. 
The child plaintiffs and Earth Guardians assert that the U.S. is causing climate change, which violates their rights to life, liberty, and property. The Trump administration wants to avoid a trial in the case, but as reported in Grist, experts say there's good reason to think the kid's case will be allowed to proceed. In other matters, Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke reprimanded the chief of Joshua Tree National Park for tweeting about climate change. The head of the Southern California Park said that the overwhelming consensus was that that human activity is the driving force behind global warming. The Hill reports that the Trump administration doesn't want national park heads to make official communications about climate change. And a few months ago, you may recall there was a push by the EPA to have a debate between those who deny climate change and those mainstream scientists who rely on facts. The administration was trying to put deniers on the same level as 97% of scientists who have concluded that global warming is human-caused. But now the debates, dubbed Red Team, Blue Team, have been put on hold, according to E&E News. Apparently, the Red Team is in disarray over how the debate should take place. Last week, it was also learned that the EPA has hired a private firm to investigate its own employees, including those who have retired. The targets are those who criticize the Trump administration. The New York Times reports that the head of the private firm said he was taking aim at resistance figures in the federal government. And finally, while the EPA is attempting to dig up dirt on anyone trying to tarnish the agency, some bad press might be oozing up from within the building. In what might be the winner for the best metaphor of 2017, a plumbing problem at EPA headquarters has resulted in sewage exploding out of water fountains. An EPA staffer told e and News that one fountain producing the black foul-smelling muck is right outside the office of Samantha Dravis, the associate administrator for policy at the agency, who, according to the staffer, came to EPA without any prior environmental policy experience. In fact, Trump's EPA has rolled back over 50 environmental regulations and is hard at work trying to stop the Obama administration's clean water rule, which looks to protect streams and wetlands that provide clean drinking water. It took Twitter no time at all to pounce on the irony of an agency designed to safeguard our water supplies spewing undrinkable sludge. That's it for This Week in Water. Happy holidays, and we'll see you in January. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.